God in truth and in worship. 24 hours a day on The Way. 101.1. Current events. Personal values. Political and social issues. Technology. Wars and tensions. Join us for the next hour to discuss and learn how the things happening in our world today point to God's prophetic word as signs of the times. Netanyahu is back in business, but is that a good thing? The CDC is so far out of their lane, they might as well be four-wheeling through the Rubicon in a Prius. China sends their love to Taiwan. We'll tell you what the fastest-growing criminal industry is. We'll look at leaving religion behind in Texas. And a geoengineering startup shows us what happens when ignorance crosses paths with arrogance. As we look at the signs of the times, our weekly review of Bible prophecy that we find in the world's news for Friday, December 30th, 2022. And when Pastor Mark crosses paths with technology, you get a podcast through Apple, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, or Google. Or cross paths with thewaymedia.net or download the Way Media app to ask questions, read articles, or ask Pastor Mark a prophecy question. And now here is, now here with a list of New Year's resolutions for the world is Pastor Mark, whose friends love that he named his kids after Star Wars characters, but his daughter Chewbacca, not so much. <laughs> so. You know, it's funny. I don't know if you know this or not. I actually, because one of my daughters really likes to eat, I jokingly called her Belly Chewy. <laughs> Chewy, come here, Chewy. And so that was kind of her nickname. I forget okay. why I forget why we called it Chewy. That I thought it was because she it was something she liked to eat. I forget why now. I but, think I might know which one which daughter yes, this is. Chewy. Yes. Chewy. Okay. Uh, Interesting. But the rest of them don't chew baka. No, they don't. No. no. Even though we're in the South. Yes. <laughs> I like that. Hey, by the way, today, even though this is the last Friday of the year, this is National Bacon Day. Hey! Always a good reason to have bacon. So Tonight for dinner, I'm either having a bacon cheeseburger or I'm going to have bacon like as breakfast for dinner. I I haven't decided yet. You know, that'll just intravenously put some grease right (laughs) in your veins, but it tastes better to eat it either way. Yes, it does. Yes. Either way. Yeah. Yeah, you're robbing yourself. That's right. Of, of the pleasure of the heart attack. That's yeah, the pleasure of the heart attack. <laughs> and everything that comes with it. Okay. Hey, listen. This is the last show of the year. Wow. Um, we're, we're burned out, tapped out. We're not going to come back till next year. That's it. Uh, that's it. Um, but I do want to encourage our listeners, especially those people that have downloaded the Way Media app and have never paid attention to the little icon at the bottom of the screen that says Bible. When you click on that, you will also see a thing that says Plan. And to start off 2023, we're encouraging all of our listeners, if you are not in the habit of reading the Bible every day, this plan will take you through it. Then you can check it off, and you can see that you've finished that day's plan. It will take you through the Old and New Testament at the same time, work all the way through the Bible. And if you are busy but you still want to get in God's Word, you can also click the play button when you're there and have the Bible read to you. It's not with music narration, but it's a very nice voice, and it's easy to do. So it's just another good way to continue to wash yourself with the water of the word. Yeah, great to go through the year to start yes. to go the whole you know, make this year your if that's one resolution I can encourage, go through yes. the Bible. Go through the whole Bible. That's great. Yeah, absolutely. Love it. Love, yes. it. Love it. All right, so let's get into articles. Let's do it. Our last group of articles for 2022. Yes. And Pastor Mark's also going to talk about some things to look forward to in 2023. We'll, we'll look back and forward a little bit. Yes. Yes. Uh yes. we'll we'll be like Janus. Yes. Wasn't isn't that the god of 
the two heads or wasn't it that the mythical whatever janice looking both directions okay yeah janice that was my friend's next door neighbor janice i don't okay. know the other janice yeah but, a wrong janice yeah. j-a-n-u-s oh, okay. is what i'm okay. thinking yeah okay anyway I digress into mythical <laughs> creatures. Okay, Newsmax is reporting that Netanyahu is making a a West Bank pledge yeah. for a Saudi peace deal. Please explain this. Netanyahu's back for anyone that follows Israel for any length of time. He's back in business as, as El Presidente, so to speak, yeah. or the Prime Minister of Israel. Yes. Is this a good thing? Is it a bad thing as we look at all of these things? Yeah. Uh, but let's read a little bit of the article, then we'll talk about that. It says, incoming Prime Minister Netanyahu reportedly cons- is reportedly considering the suspension of his pledge to annex the West Bank in exchange for a historic peace deal with the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Now, we'll get back to that pledge when we talk about his new Congress Okay, uh, at whatever point we do that. But however, Netanyahu's pledge to declare sovereignty over parts of the West Bank is included in his agreement with his coalition partners from the Religious Zionism Party, according to the report. The annexation of the area, referred to as Judea and Samaria, was also put on hold when Israel signed normalization agreements with the UAE and Bahrain in 2020. Now, here's the bottom line. Israel's talking about expanding their territories, Greg, and so um, nobody wants him to do that. Saudi Arabia's saying, look, we can't stop you from expanding your territories, but we will promise to be your buddy We'll be friends with you. We'll make deals with you if you won't expand your territory. So they're using their um, political and, uh, I guess you would say, associational uh, clout being next door to them to say, look, we'll, we'll, be, we'll, we'll help you. We'll be, we'll be a friend in a world that you don't have many friends in if you will avoid trying to add to your territories. And we'll get into more of what, why they're saying this. There's a reason they're saying this, Greg, because of his new Congress. And when we talk about that in a moment, we'll get into further details. But this okay. is simply Saudi Arabia's attempt to back Israel down from doing what they pledged they were going to do with this new government. And they're trying to offer agreements. So it's, it's, it's not good overall. It's, it's good and bad. It's, it's bad overall in that they're trying to hold Israel back from what really God told them to do. It's good in that. They're making friends, and it goes in line with Ezekiel 38, where, remember, everybody's attacking but Saudi Arabia in that area for the most part. Yeah. And, uh, and, and they're saying, hey, why are y'all doing this? Why are y'all doing this? Well, it's part of these agreements and friendships they're making is why that's going to happen. Yeah. Prophecy, again, just unfolding it before really our is. eyes. It really is. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. All right, let's go to America. Uh, this is from um, Breitbart.com. The Centers for Disease Control is a government agency that is supposed to be about identifying disease uh, and infections and whatnot and talking about medical solutions or restrictions or whatever the case may be. Right. Uh, The CDC has so far... Uh, they've they've been hijacked, kidnapped, whatever, brainwashed, whatever you want to say. They're yeah. beyond woke. Yeah. Uh, here's the title of the article: CDC pushes teachers to measure commitment to LGBTQ inclusivity yeah. instruction. Yep. What on earth is going on in our government? Well, they've completely abandoned what their purpose is, Greg, and now they're under the leadership of the new World Economic Forum and all those that are taking the world over. I want to talk about that in a moment after I read some of this article and tell you what's going on. They're basically been hijacked by world leaders, and they're not functioning the way they're supposed to at all. Right. The CDC and Prevention has issued an assessment tool for teachers and school administrators to measure their commitment to the LGBTQ inclusivity sorry, in their classrooms. It has nothing to do with the CDC. What are they doing? It's not their place at all. This is ridiculous. The tool asks the leading question about school personnel and their faithfulness to queer theory, it says, including encouraging sexual education uh, to teachers to have gender-neutral anatomy, referring to boys as bodies with boy parts and girls with girl parts, uh, it pushes advocacy, membership in the school's gay-straight alliance. They're, um, they're also doing this in this self-assessment tool the inclusion of numerous links to resources um, for these activist organizations, which just um, indoctrinate the children. Uh, it says it's troubling that the, during the global pandemic, this is where the CDC's efforts were focused. Here's the thing we see. They're, they're pushing all this crazy gender stuff and this a girl can be a boy, a boy can be a girl, all these things that are, again, uh, against the word of God and all this. And the CDC is supposed to be watching after, you know, the Centers for Disease Control is what they're doing. They're promoting disease. 
We now know that when you have sexual promiscuity, disease increases. That's easily proven by statistics and science over time. Even though the Bible warns us, it's proven by uh, our facts that we have on the ground, so to speak, even apart from the Bible. So what they're actually pushing for more disease, and they're supposed to be fighting against disease, and they're also out of their realm of where they're supposed to be. So why would they do this? Again, Greg, this comes back to the world government forming. These world leaders, they're taking over every institution by putting their people in place and exerting their powers. Um, you know, I was going to thought you were going to say something. So well, no, I, I am. I'm going to wait till you're done. All right, let me just say this one last thing about this, and then let's, let's see what's on your heart there. But um, what's interesting about this whole gender thing it, you know, as you watch the what the Bible says in the last days, that Satan is going to declare himself God. He wants to be God. And one of the deceits that he uses to get mankind on his side is to tell mankind they can be God. We saw that happen in the garden. Adam and Eve, you can be like God. Now we see the World Economic Forum, uh, Noah Harari, you know, we can be gods. We're going to be gods. And, and so Satan will let people think they can be gods until he takes them over. And then he's going to say he can be a god, which he can't be a god. Where is this all coming to? Only God can determine male-female, the sexual orientation of someone, what their life is to be. And the Bible says in Daniel 7.25 that the Antichrist will try to change, and the world leaders, uh, times and law, that is, Bible, the law of God. They're basically trying to be God. And so what more is God like than you deciding whether or not a boy can be a girl or a girl can be a boy or whether somebody can be born or not be born or whatever? These people that do this, like when they, when they sign these executive orders, like Gavin Newsom saying from now on we're going to say that girls can be boys and boys can be girls and we're going to use tax money to get them surgeries and all this, that's saying I'm God. Because only God has that right. Only God has the right to determine whether you're a boy or a girl. You're, they can't change the X and Y chromosomes, no matter how hard they try. But only God can deter, determine these things. And, Greg, you have these leaders, including our president and others and around the world, they're trying to do this. And so what they're doing is they're coming in now, even in all these uh, national and worldwide institutions, and trying to say, we are God. And you, we don't, you don't think of it that way, but that's what they're saying. Yeah. You, are, you are now God to tell the children what they can be, what they should be, let them know they can be their own God, and decide if they don't want to be a boy anymore, they don't have to be. If they don't want to be a girl anymore, they can be their own God. It's the same lie of the garden in this uh, disguised package that unless you know what the Bible says and what to look for, you would totally miss it. You know, I expect that type of mentality and belief out of celebrities, politicians, activists. They're, They're ignorant medically but and i think it's called etiology i think that uh, the study of disease i think that's what it's called don't quote me you can look it up it's something like that right you know these people that are etiologists or whatever that that have devoted their life studying disease that are supposedly working for the cdc are very advanced in terms of their education and time in the saddle medically from understanding human anatomy, but understanding our chemical makeup and, and DNA and chromosomes and cellular structures and how disease and infections interacts with that, how the body is been designed to fight things like that, the right. interplay between those things. These people have, have they live and breathe that kind of stuff. Right. So for those people to now somehow be on board with ignoring medical facts down to the DNA and the chromosomes that somehow you can change your gender yeah. when biologically right. you can't do that. That's I right. I mean, you That's can right. physically mutilate or modify yourself. Surgeries, yeah. Surgeries. Yeah. You can do that. Right. You can put makeup on and grow your hair long and try to get your Adam's apple reduced and change your voice and go through vocal lessons and even have hormone treatments and stuff. But that's still not going to change you biologically to your cellular core structure, how God's made you. That's right. To your very DNA and your chromosomes. Yeah. It, it, there's, you know, now I'm not going to say that they're not going to try. Yeah. But when you've got people like that in a position of leadership in a government position yeah. that are denying that, run yeah they have nothing to offer you're you. right greg but again it comes and it comes down they're trying to be god i know see oh, these are the things they're trying to mandate and make everyone do are things that only god has the right to and only god can do 
So they're pretending they can do it. It's the same lie in the garden. You can be like God. The CDC thinks they can be like God. Those over the CDC, those over the government, telling who can be a boy or a girl, whatever. It's you. You can't determine that. That God alone has that authority. So and really, power. so really, the CDC. We need to rename them to the Centers for Deity Control. There you go. That'd be better. Or we maybe maybe have the Centers for Deity Control go against them. Okay. We, we stop them from trying to be deities because they're not deities. And, and, you know, I think it comes down, you know, it's funny, Greg, if you look at all this, it boils down to just really Satan and God and yes. the lies that the Bible yeah. said. And it comes in all these different packages. But if you look past the package and look to what has been going on since the garden, you can be like God, rebellion, all this. I want to do what I want. Everybody's trying to be their own God and trying to be God. And it will culminate in people thinking they can be God to ultimately a man will say he is God. He'll be inhabited by Satan. God will smack him down and Jesus will take over. I mean, we know what's going to happen, but you're watching it unfold through things like the CDC. It's absurd. Very absurd. Yes, it is. Okay. Well, let's get into some one world government. Let's do it. Uh, Newsmax. China sends us 71 warplanes. Seven ships and a bouquet of flowers yeah, to, no kidding. toward Taiwan. Yeah, this is getting worse and worse. Eventually, China's going to move against Taiwan unless the Lord comes back or something major happens. Uh, China's military sent 71 planes, seven ships, like you said. It happened, Greg, in a 24-hour period. Uh, between 6 a.m. Uh, Sunday and 6 a.m. Monday, 47 of the Chinese planes crossed the median of the Taiwan Strait, an unofficial boundary once tactically accepted by both sides, according to Taiwan's Ministry of National Defense. Look, if you haven't been listening, you don't know China wants to take over Taiwan Taiwan used to be a part of China Taiwan broke free and they're more of a democracy now China doesn't like it China wants to retake them this goes in line with Matthew 24 wars and rumors of wars we've been hearing about the rumor of this war forever it's escalating now to much greater levels at some point when they now they've seen how weak we are as a nation how our president's not going to do anything and actually lets China do whatever they want uh, which is a spiritual thing here in the last days. It's not to necessarily, you know, attack that, but it's Matthew 24. I think eventually we could see this break out into war at some point, Greg. I think they are going to move on Taiwan to try to take them. I think they probably will take them, and I don't think we'll do anything to stop it. And it's probably going to happen before the next presidential election would be my guess, if they're going to pull that move, if they're going to try it. Because they don't want anybody else to get in that would fight back. Uh, that's a good point, because we know that if uh, President Trump were to be uh, elected, or DeSantis, basically anyone that's not a Democrat, I yeah. would think, yeah. uh, would probably stand up to that. But then again, you know, who knows where we're at in the next two years? You're right. We don't know. We maybe, don't know. And maybe we're not even here. Yep. That's kind of what I'm hoping. So, uh, yeah, the Lord comes back and, and gets us. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. So, but one never knows. Again, keep your eye on that yeah. because wars, rumors of wars, I think something probably at some point will erupt there. Yeah. All right, um, bad actors, bad outcomes, just bad things altogether. Pestilence, plagues, disasters, and corruption. This is from Fox News. Uh, Washington State Police are warning of an alarming sex trafficking trend. It's the fastest growing criminal industry, and we've got news for you if you don't know this. Human trafficking is rampant globally. Yeah. And yeah. in, in, in our nation, I, I don't think there's any state. I know our, our state here in Tennessee is a major hub for that yeah. because we have two major interstates that come through our state, I-40 right. and I-75. Yeah. It's huge yeah it really is and it goes even beyond you think about i think yeah. about trafficking is you know gathering a bunch of kids up or kidnapping or whatever which is what it is but also greg you've got boyfriends that are trafficking their girlfriends they'll take them and drug them up and keep them and, and they'll make money off of them you know I, I feel like human trafficking is is a clinical way to cloak what's really ha- happening and it's out in the open sex slavery it really is it really is. Uh, you know, it yeah. says the Washington uh, Police Department handled a murder case involving a father accused of stabbing his daughter's 19-year-old boyfriend to death. This is one that I just told you about. Yeah. For allegedly selling her into sex trafficking in a ring in Seattle. Uh, and they issued a new warning on Wednesday, the fastest-growing criminal industry in the world. Human sex trafficking can happen anywhere and is reportedly, again, the fastest-growing. Now, it's interesting about this because there's there's always been a verse, Greg, out of Joel 3.3, and I put that down as our scripture for our listeners. Oh, yeah, good. Um, that talks about basically the selling of our children for our own benefit. You sell your child for a glass of wine or, for, or sell your child for a prostitute or whatever. And it really is, in a sense, human trafficking. You're selling 
those that you love for something you want for your own personal gain. Um, and I would read that and go, why in the world would you do that? Who's doing that? What does that mean? I think there's a connection here because the Bible talks about, you know, the, um, Souls, you know, uh, in the last days, you know, uh, people being used for the benefit of others in Joel 3. I think this this could very possibly be part of what we're seeing here. I think it's only going to get worse. And um, it's it's very alarming. It's very it's just shocking to me. I guess I was so shocked to find out how prevalent it was even in our area. I can't imagine suddenly your daughter's gone one day and you're like, and they take kids too. Boys are gone. I mean, they take boys. So they're getting boys. It's not just a girl problem. You think it would be. When you initially think about it, because you think about selling people into prostitution, but they're taking young boys as well as you're seeing that type of prostitution growing and those kind of things happening. So the whole thing is horrid. Um, and I do think that it's just a part of just, again, this uh, depravity of mankind in the last days. Yeah. And a lot of what First Timothy chapter three talks about as well. Yep. You're exactly um, right. You know, just it, it just the the total degradation of the human soul. Yeah. Uh you know, totally devoid of anything good or godly. Yeah. And again, you know, the Bible tells us that, you know, I mean, even Jesus said, why do you call me good? There, there's no one good but God. That's right. You know, and and Jeremiah, you referenced it many times in chapter 17, the heart is deceitfully wicked and desperate above all else who can know it. Right. Uh, so, I mean, you know, that's why we need God. That's why we need the power of the Holy Spirit. That's why we need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit and have the in that indwelling in that empowerment yeah so because we're constantly even though we give our lives to the lord even as believers even as christians it's a daily battle it's a it, you, you we have to constantly put our flesh into submission yeah and the only way to do that that's going to have any kind of lasting effect and any kind of uh you know benefit to serving the lord is through his power in the holy spirit yeah and so when we see like people like this, they've they've totally abandoned and rejected God. And I can't help but think of what it says in Romans chapter one. You know, for those that worship the the cre- uh, the creature or the creation rather than the creator, That's God right. gives them over to that debased or depraved mind is what that word there translates That's into. Right. And man, yeah, we, we would have never imagined the things that we read. Yeah. You know, seeing how that verse actually played itself out. And Greg, you know, talks about the love of many growing cold in the last days. You because take lawlessness another, abounds. And that we see both those happening. Yes. And because because there's no care about humans, use them. Yeah. Use them for my own money, use them for whatever. They're just, the, humans are another commodity. Remember, Noah Yuval Harari talked about the fourth generation or whatever. The, the, the new, the new uh, future is using souls, using minds, using brains, using bodies yeah. for the benefit of, of, of others. It's like we become a commodity, like a, like a, a can to hold vegetables in or something. That's all that, that see people as. And this is another side effect of the belief in evolution. Yeah. Because exactly if, because right. if you believe we've evolved from something and we are not created being with a purpose right with a divine creator that's right then exactly what you're seeing well i was just it just reminded today yeah. what is mankind if you ask what is mankind mankind is made is is the image of god in 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 three body soul and spirit yeah. we are the we're the image of god in body soul and spirit if you ask them what is mankind they'll say it's an animal or just something to use whatever whereas we see truly who we are we're in the we're we're, we're a reflection of god we're in the image of god we're not god but we're in the image of god with the three parts, like he has the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, we're body, soul, and spirit, and there's great value in that. He created in his image mankind. Yeah. They say, no, you're animals, you're nothing, we're going to use you, and we'll use you for our own benefit. That is the result of, again, like you said, Darwinism and things like that. It's the exact result. Yeah. All right. Uh, Fox News. Uh, biggest natural disasters of 2022. Earthquakes, snowstorms, fires, bears, lions, tigers, oh my. You know, and that's the problem. We talk about it so much, I don't want this to grow stale, because you're right, Greg, though even the way we think about it, if you hear this so much, you go, wow, we're always watching this. Why do we bring this up? It's going to increase. Don't lose the fact that these things are increasing. We're not just pointing them out. Uh, they, uh, some of the major disasters, it says here in 2022, undersea volcanic eruption in the Pacific, Pakistan floods killing more than 1,700 people, uh, again, continued mass wildfires in California. I don't know why they listed that because that happens every year. <laughs> East Coast storm leaving 100,000 without power and, and three dead. I think this most recent storm has done way worse than that up north. Yeah. Over 50 some people dead. A northeastern winter storm in January brought a blizzard conditions to many areas and left more than 100,000 people without power in that particular one there. And then the earthquake in Afghanistan that killed over 1,000 people. Think about that. An earthquake 
that kills over a thousand people. Now, because it's not here, we don't think about it so much. But you're going to see more and more of these major catastrophes. Don't just get used to them. Don't just go, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Remember, they're increasing to a, uh, for a reason. In the last days, the earth is groaning, and we're going to see them increase in intensity and size until the Lord comes back. So it, that's the hard thing about prophecy. You point these things out, and you yeah. go, well, I don't want people to get sleepy. because yeah, 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 we've heard that. I know you have, but not to this level. And so it's getting worse. Stay awake. Stay awake. Yeah. Yeah, and, and Jesus, the wording there, you know, he says it exactly how you said it. You know, it's it's increasing. It's exponential. That's right. Um, and it's it how he likens it to a, a mother and birth pangs. Yeah. You know where they get they get more frequent. Yeah. And the birth pangs get greater. Yes. As they get closer to the birth. Right. But they happen. They seem to happen in such a gradual increase. More you kind of get used to it. The old frog in the water thing. And right. like And we're not really paying attention. Going. I mean, look at what's happened in our world in the last three years. How many people are just shocked? And how many have now adjusted? If you've just adjusted and said, we're going to have less freedoms, we're going to have less this, less that, this is the new world we live in, then you're a victim of it. You realize we're getting used to this, and it's only going to get worse until the enemy just takes over. And that's where we're headed, Greg. You know, when we were talking about the whole issue of human sex trafficking and how uh, there's people out there that are called groomers that actually groom these kids into this deception. Right. The world is being groomed. That's right. That's right. For these prophecies. You're exactly right. And, and, and again, getting more open about it. It's funny yeah. you said that because now they're coming out and saying, what's wrong with getting kids ready at a young age to have sex? What's wrong with that? Why is that wrong? Wow. No, they're really, they're that bold about it. So what happens is now you change the mindset. First, you introduce it. You change the mindset to go, yeah, maybe you didn't that yeah. wrong. I just, I'm just attracted yeah. to someone younger. Yeah. No, it's perverted. Yeah. It's evil. And God's yeah. going to deal with it. But yeah. you get too used yeah. to it. Young adults aren't smart enough to understand the student loans yeah. that they've undertaken. Right. But yet a 10-year-old is smart enough to agree to a sex change operation. Well, it's ridiculous. Children are children because they're children. Now, there's a great wisdom. That went just very deep. I know that was deep. <laughs> but seriously, think about this. This is why God gave them parents. They yeah. can't think for themselves. They're not mature enough to think for themselves. As a matter of fact, we now know you want to talk science like everybody likes to do. The brain doesn't even fully come together in a male, okay? And maybe a little sooner for a female, I don't know. But the brain doesn't even fully come together to function the way it's supposed to function until age 25. And what's weird about that is, or interesting is, up until age 25, the emotional side of the brain leads. We, we know that emotions are never how you should be led. You should not be led by emotions. You're led by reason, and the reason includes emotions, but if you're led by emotions, they they overrun reason. So that's why you have young people doing stupid things. So if young, you know, teenage boys, you know, you say, watch this, you know, and they fly over something and crash and break their leg and do this. They they can't reason yet. And even you know, women, girls when they're younger, they can't reason yet. So you have to wait until the mind comes together where there's a full reasoning capability and the emotions are kept in check by reason. What we're saying is we're taking these children. Yeah. Greg, they have they have zero chance of reason. They can't right. reason at that age. No. It's all emotion. And they see their buddies. Yeah. Oh, it's cool. Everybody likes it. I'm important. And they go and they do this life changing surgery. You know this this medicine that we're giving the kids now, they're giving children to change their gender. If they want to become like if a boy wants to be a girl, they give them whatever they do these things. They've now outlawed those. They don't even let them give give them to prisoners now. They used to give them to prisoners. But they've outlawed it and don't even let prisoners have it now. Because they said it's too it's too radical uh, on the body and too cruel to give to a prisoner now, like a rapist. They used to give them to rapists. And look, you're, if you're a multiple rapist, yeah. sometimes the sentence was they would um, um, assign that medicine. So it would take away, it would so increase your levels of estrogen that would overwhelm yourself in the sense of, of testosterone. You would lose all desire. You basically become impotent. All these things just, you know, you'd be dissolved as, as a man, so to right. speak. And they said, no, you know what? That's too cruel and inhuman. We can't do that to prisoners, even rapists anymore. It's against the law. Yeah. That is the exact same medication we're giving to our 10-year-olds when they say, I want to become a girl. It, Think about that for a minute. Yeah. It's evil. And, it's evil. And not only that, you know, the push for making drugs cool to the younger generation in light of the brain, that amygdala and the prefrontal cortex, I think it's the amygdala is what it's called, those two components, the, right. the pleasure and the, and the reasoning sides of the brain, right. aren't, do not 
come together fully until that age of 25, which is why those people that get hooked on drugs before the age of 25, the recidivity rate of going back to drugs, even even in a 30-day rehab program, does nothing. The recidivity rate's over 70% because your body literally needs one to two years. It's arrested development at that point. Yes, it is. And so you need one to two years of absolute detox for your body to now restart that growth process so those two parts of the brain come together so there can be reason assigned to pleasure yeah. and so you can you can govern what you're doing yeah so anyway it's yeah. just it's the whole and again i can't help but think you know he's going to deceive the nations through pharmacia and there's just so many facets to that in and of itself yeah and and the, the, one of the most insidious things i have to give it to satan he's very wise he's very smart i, I don't know if wise is i guess wise maybe i don't know but greg here's the thing in a sinister the, way well the one defense you used to have against all this was science and facts and when you showed the science and facts it was like okay even no matter where you stand that proves we're wrong well now they've taken lies and called that science and facts so when you present the real science and the real facts they tell you no you're the one that's lying you're wrong so they have satan has nullified the one true method to keep things true other than the bible science and facts by calling all their lies and deceptions science and facts i mean how do you win against that It's, it's very very clever very wise very evil very insidious it makes me angry but at the same time uh, they're they're using what they're calling facts. It's the same thing. It's good yeah. as evil. Evil is good. They're, good. they're reversing, reversing everything, Greg. But now what do you do? Yeah. Now when you speak science, and we'll get into some of that yeah. as far as we talked about the last couple of years, what we yeah. now know about the lockdowns and all this, it, they'll call that misinformation. Yes. When the reality is that is the true information, they're the ones giving the misinformation. Yeah. But they've convinced everybody to the other way around. Yeah. How do you fight that? That's very hard to fight. No, the enemy's within. The enemy is deeply entrenched in all yeah. of these areas and institutions that yeah. we used to be able to trust. Yeah. And now we can't. I think the White House is talking about appointing now this lady that's overall left. They're going to call her misinformation. So you can go and get all your information there from them. Uh, oh, that's good. All right, you're listening to Signs of the Times. It's our weekly review of Bible prophecy in the world's news. This is episode 244. For those enjoying on the podcast later on, we appreciate you taking the time to join us. This is Friday, December 30th, as we are here live at WIAM LP Knoxville. And now it is time for some listener email. Pastor Mark, this is from Vincent, who enjoys Signs of the Times in Southern California. And his question is, what do the seven churches represent in the book of Revelation? Yeah, that's a great question, and it's very multifaceted, Vincent. I'm glad you asked it. Um, you know, it, it, it's, it, they basically, these were, first of all, these were literal churches that existed in that day. So understand, all those seven churches, they were real. They currently existed, and God was speaking to John to send them a letter. But now we know, looking back historically, they also dealt with types of churches and historical church periods. And you say, how do we know that? Because you can look back now history, and it absolutely is undeniable. Uh, so, so God did a multifaceted thing. He wrote letters to literal churches of that day. He also, in these churches, gave examples of the different types of churches you can have in any generation. For example, such as the loveless church, the persecuted church, the corrupt church, the compromising church, the dead church, the luke, uh, the, the faithful church, and the lukewarm church. All of those seven are listed here in the churches because that's where each of those churches were in their, in their individual place. But in, in every single generation, you've got those. Right now in America, you have in America the loveless church, the persecuted church, the compromising church, the corrupt church, the dead church, the faithful church, and the lukewarm church. Those are the seven different churches. You've got them all. Um, so, so it was spoken of literally then. It's literal today. Uh, there's a literal a fulfillment of, of our, our picture of all the churches of where different people are in their church today, but they're also prophetic. Um, and that is, we now know that each of these churches represented church periods, church ages. And if you go back and look, and Vincent, that may be a great study for you to do. If you go back and look at each of these churches, and most of your Bibles will have a heading. Telling you what that church was. For example, the first church, Ephesus, the loveless church. Okay, it'll tell you that. You can go look that up and you can see that there was a church period that fit all the things it talks about in that. Then you move right from there into the persecuted church. It literally follows history to a T and follows those church periods to a T. So, um, again, there's a lot of insight you can get from, from that aspect of it. 
But also, in showing different church periods, the other exciting thing about it, and one of the most exciting things to me, Vincent, about this is that you can follow the church periods as they move along, working toward the end. And when you get to the very last church, the lukewarm church, that goes right in line with the church that's going to be on the earth, or at least the church in name that will be on the earth during the Great Tribulation. The real church has been taken out. The lukewarm church are those that called themselves Christians, but they're just going to church, and they're going through the motions, and God warns them and says, you don't even know me. You're not even real. You're pretending to be a church, but you're not even real believers. And so we see that's going to be the church that's here in name for a while during the Great Tribulation. But what's exciting about that is if you back one church up before that, we see that that's the church period that we are currently in. In other words, all these church periods, we, the, we, can, we can see the end historically of the, the, the definition that fit the loveless church, the end of the persecuted church, even though there's still people. Remember, all these exist still today to some degree. But as far as the church period, we can see the end of each of these. Uh, the compromising, the corrupt, uh, the dead. The next one that we're in right now, the dead church, again, uh, historically, although they're dead churches, I'm probably, I know I'm being redundant a lot saying that, but I, I don't want to be confusing. That church period has ended, and now we're in the next church period. There's only two left. If you look at church history, that is the the faithful church and the lukewarm church. And since the lukewarm church is going to be the fake church of the last days, that means we are now in what is called the faithful church, which is the church of Philadelphia, which is the church where the Lord says that we can escape what's coming upon the earth. As a matter of fact, this is the rapture church. In other words, we're living right now in the age of the rapture uh, of the rapture church. He says this, I know your works, I've, I've set before you an open door, you've, you've, you've continued on in my name. He says, if you will keep my command to persevere, I will also keep you from the hour of trial, which shall come upon the entire world. And that leads right into the next church, which is the church of the Great Tribulation. So I know I'm throwing a lot of things out there very rapidly, but the bottom line is I wanted you to be able to go look these things up yourself, Vincent, and everybody else that's listening out there. If you follow church history, we are now in the church of Philadelphia, which is the church of the rapture. And this church period cannot end until the rapture takes place and then the the great tribulation starts. Yeah. So it's exciting in that it shows we're that much closer to the rapture of the church. You know, there's a lot of cool and multifaceted aspects to all of these things regarding the seven churches. Uh, Pastor Mark, is there a book that you can recommend to Vincent and others listening uh, that maybe expounds upon this whole issue of the seven churches, maybe maybe goes into a little bit more detail uh, that someone could pick up and read, kind of like almost the book on the Feasts of Israel. You know, I, I guarantee you they're out there. But I just I've, didn't know if you've come across something well, maybe in your studies. that well, well, the many, many, many studies that look at these, but I, that would take you to teachers who taught through Revelation. Okay. Go to some of the great teachers of the Bible that teach through Revelation. Uh, you got Skip Heitzig, you got Chuck Smith. Uh, you've got, um, um, you could go down the list. Those are two that are really good of going through the Bible. We did our own study here, but I'm not putting myself in the category of those guys. But if you go through these seven churches with them, then you will have an understanding, Vince, and everybody that's listening, because what is covered, for example, when I did it and when they do it, we cover the fact that they were literal churches of that day. We cover the fact that there's a little bit of each of those churches, spiritual churches today. They're still around. Yeah. We cover the fact that they cover church periods, and you can look and see what those church periods actually cover. And then we show where we are in that progression all the way up now to the faithful church, which will be the raptured church, leading into the great tribulation church, which is those that are left behind and just religious by name. So I, I'm sure there are books out there. If you Google that, you're probably going to find some. Be careful. Look who the authors are. But if you go to some of these um, uh, teachers, again, like Skip Heisig, Chuck Smith, again, we've got one on our uh, webpage. We've got Book of Revelation on ours, yes. uh, on our Away um, Media app, yep, right? Yep. And just listen to the seven churches. All that is covered. It'll give you a great understanding of all the aspects of what the seven churches represent. And it truly is multifaceted, fascinating, and very exciting when you realize it clearly shows we are living in the days of what is called the faithful church historically which means it is the church of the rapture where Jesus said you can escape all these things, these great tribulations coming upon the entire world if you'll simply turn to me and be faithful. And that means the rapture of the church and missing the great tribulation, which is exciting news. Yeah, it is. Uh, Vincent, thank you so much for your question. And again, if you've got a question like Vincent, just visit thewaymedia.net, click on Signs of the Times, or download the Way Media app, and you can navigate your way there as well. All right, let's get into some church. Speaking of churches, hundreds of churches, according to Breitbart.com, hundreds of Texas churches are leaving the pro-abortion 
United Methodist Church as a denomination. So, yeah, you know, this is actually. Could you put this under good news category? It, it actually, really? it, it yeah. really is actually good news. And I want to say this with a bro- sorry, hit my mic there. I want to say this with a broken heart. Um, when I say good news, I don't enjoy the demise of any church or denomination or whatever else. But once a denomination or a church goes so far away from the truth of God's word, it is best that they shut down. Yeah. And Greg, what has happened is, and I say this with a broken heart because I, I grew up in the Methodist church. That is my background. I grew up in the Methodist church, my whole life in the Methodist church. Um, I have, I'm, I'm, I'm not anti-Methodist. Please, and if you're listening today and you're, you're involved in the Methodist church, let me say this right up front. There are Methodist churches out there that are right on target. There are Methodist churches that are right on target. They believe the Bible. They love the Lord. They're serving the Lord. They're out there. And actually, part of these churches that are now leaving are probably some of those churches, Greg, that are on target. The problem is the Methodist movement as a whole has gotten so far away from the Bible. That is why you see large numbers of Methodist churches pulling away from them because they've gotten so far away from the Word of God. It's it's now it's no it's it's an abomination. You can no longer be a part of it. Let me read some of it. It says hundreds of churches in Texas, as you said, Greg, already they're departing uh, they're because of a deviation from Scripture on abortion, homosexuality, and other issues. Live News reported Monday, representatives of the Northwest Texas Annual Conference of United Methodist Churches voted on Saturday to allow 145 churches to disaffiliate from the United Methodist during a special session in Lubbock, Texas. The report notes that the conference represents 200 congregations. That's a lot. That is a lot. About yeah. 75% are leaving of that 200. Wow. Uh, meaning the conference it li- will likely dissolve next year. Pretty much the majority of that conference is gone. I mean, here's why it's good news and bad news. It's bad news, as we said, because you don't want to see the demise of anything to do with God's church. You want God's church to succeed. You want it to be successful. You want it to grow. It's good news because there is a big portion of the Methodist church that has now chosen to turn away from the word of God and start teaching things that are uh, sinful and even an abomination to God. And so it's good in the sense that there are other Methodist churches making a stand and saying we can no longer be a part of that. So um, I do believe, like I said, there are still some some strong Methodist churches out there. I'm sure we've got them here in Knoxville. I don't know every church here, but I'm not anti-Methodist. And there's again, God bless you if you're standing firm on the Word of God and you're in a, and you're a Methodist standing on Methodist church or any other denomination you're in, Calvary Chapel or anybody else. But if Calvary Chapel ever veers away from the Word of God, run from Calvary Chapel. Run. Denounce Calvary Chapel. If Calvary Chapel turns away from God's word, it is no longer a servant of God. It is a servant of man at best and the enemy at worst. So I would say this about our own movement or any movement. If they're turning away from God's word, it is good that they shut down. It is good that they close. It is good that they collapse because we need the word of God exalted and Jesus Christ and his truth lifted up. I don't care what name you give it. We've got to stand true to the word of God. So the good news and bad news about this article. If John Wesley were still alive today, he'd be turning over the tables in the temple. Oh, my goodness. They wouldn't allow John Wesley to speak at a lot of the churches. I'm I'm not kidding. Yeah, I know. I'm not kidding. But again... A lot of Methodist churches would, yeah. and a lot of Methodist churches are right on target, and God bless you guys that are out there doing that. We stand with you. Yeah. All right, let's get into some weirdness. This is from The Blaze. Rogue Engineering, or Rogue Geoengineering outfit, claims to be dumping unmonitored particles into the stratosphere to change yeah. the weather. Yeah, this is a big deal. And um, let me read some of this, and then I'm going to share something, because, Greg, I think we're seeing a lot of the precursors okay. to stuff that's going to happen during the Great Tribulation. And I think this might be one of the precursors to something that's going to happen during the Great Tribulation. Uh, listen to what it says. Again, they, this startup company, isn't that, isn't that great to know? A rogue startup company. I just like, I think I they'll do this. you got some money. I've got some money. Let's get together and just destroy the world. Um, <laughs> they have begun using balloons to launch reflective clouds into the stratosphere for the purpose of changing the weather. You know, we talked about trying to be God. Greg, they're trying to be God. And they've been convinced that if they don't take action, we're all going to die. It says, although the initiative may be presently little more than a public stunt, praise the Lord, Luke Eisman, co-founder and CEO of Make Sunsets, and a small italics destroy the earth. Yes. <laughs> told the MIT Technology Review that he hopes this provocative uh, cloud seeding effort will help launch what may be a lucrative cooling industry. 
Here's what's so ironic about this. The Bible says in the last days, the sun will increase its heat up to seven times. And it might be because of things like this. Let me explain. Well, let me first of all, listen to what it says. When the fourth seal is opened in Revelation 16, 8, listen to what it says, Greg. Then the fourth angel poured out his bowl on the sun and power was given to him to scorch men with fire. And the men were scorched with great heat, and they blasphemed the name of God who has the power over these plagues, and they did not repent. Now, I know what you're thinking. No, this is to go and to block the sun. First of all, we don't need to be blocking the sun. God put us at a certain distance from the sun for a reason. (laughs) God is controlling the environment. We are not God. He is God. Stop it before you kill us all. But here's here's what I'm afraid of, Greg. Now, I'm not saying this is it. But Bill Gates is talking about this as well. And there are these reflective particles that they release. And what's supposed to happen is these reflective particles, these clouds they're making, are supposed to hit the rays, catch them, and they push them back out into the atmosphere. What happens if these men who are not God, who think they are, if that sun hits them and reflects it down to the earth? And rather than pushing the sunlight away, like a magnifying glass on that fly in the windowsill during math class in third grade, that fly catches fire and bursts into flames, like I used to do with them. Yes. Um, uh, you know, it heats the earth up. Yeah. Greg, this could be. Now, God can do it without that. Look, God can just heat the earth, earth up. He can scorch them in the face. He's going to pour a bowl out and do it. Exactly. But my point is. Yeah. This could be the prep work for the bowl of God that hits those reflectors and scorches the earth like a magnifying glass on a fly in third grade. You know, this is scary stuff. Y- scary, scary stuff. When when we read what Jesus talked about in Matthew twenty four and pestilence and plagues and all these kind of things, and you know, we look at this COVID thing. Uh, you know, we're reminded that the Bible doesn't tell us. Which of these things that we would be experiencing in the latter days would be, you know, a God, you know, formed or created or man created? Right. Uh, and, and I'm kind of reminded of the, the plagues of Egypt. Yeah. You know, and how there was this, okay, well, the sorcerers are going to do this and God does this. Yeah. Yeah. That's and right. so it's almost, oh, Oh, you want to tamper with my atmosphere that I've created? Yeah. Watch this. No kidding. See, this is... Yeah, exactly. But you know what? <sighs> we we lose perspective here. If ever, if anyone can just get a picture of just the Milky Way galaxy, the galaxy that our planet is in, yeah. our solar system is in, yeah. and identify where planet Earth is, and then, then look at it in respect or perspective of the whole galaxy. Yeah. There is no area of the Milky Way galaxy in and of itself that you can that can sustain human life. Right. Just this tiny little orb called right. Earth in That's the middle right. of the galaxy that God is sovereignly controlling the atmosphere and everything around it. Right. Perspective. Yeah. We we are not the cause of these things that the world wants to say were a cause of global yeah. warming, climate change, whatever, you know, and so their ignorance crosses with their arrogance and they will make real issues, yeah. real problems yeah. that we currently don't have yeah. because they don't understand the nature or the creator. Yeah, and it's you're right, Greg, and it's also interesting a lot of the fact that God took the gods of Egypt they they thought they were making their own gods, and he used their own gods against them in the yes. judgment. Now, in, in Revelation, I think the same thing very similar is going to happen. I believe some of the things are now being possibly put in place. Only God knows. God is the one that will pour out the bowls. God's yeah. going to do it. But let me say this. They're talking about increasing all these shots in people years and years and years and years and years and putting more stuff in it. And the Bible talks about in the last days, all these sores breaking out on everybody on the planet, coming from the inside. They get sores all over their body. They can't stop the sores. You wonder, could it be right now, if they continue doing all this for years and years and years, it's laying the, the groundwork for the body to be so messed up that all these, that when God pours out that bowl, when God opens that seal, all these sores break out. That could be the mechanism. God's going to be the one that releases it. Yeah. But it could be the mechanism of all these continued chemicals put in the body that's going to burst forth into sores all over the body during the Great Tribulation. Some of these things we're seeing happening now, Greg, my point is maybe leading to what we see happen in the yeah. Great Tribulation. Same thing here. It could be these particles these reflective particles they're what they want they're now starting to put up in the atmosphere 
They may be the very things that do the opposite of what they're thinking because they're not God, and that may be what scorches man on the earth. So when you start messing with God, you know, there used to be the, the, that saying, don't mess with Mother Nature. Mother Nature's not real, but God is. Don't mess with God. And when you take what God has done in nature and you yeah. start messing with it because you're not God, look out. And that's what I'm so look, this can't go on forever. And I believe when I see this kind of stuff, it makes me feel like we're that much closer to the return of the Lord because we're messing up our very aquarium. Yeah. Once we pollute the aquarium and we're trying to stop the pollution, but we're the ones killing ourselves, all the fish die. God's going to have to come and clean out the water here before too long, and we're going to be taken out of here. And so, again, it's it's good and bad news in that sense. Yeah, wasn't it Revelation chapter six? Didn't you didn't you title that your teaching global harming? Yeah, wasn't it six? Yeah. I think it was. Yeah. I mean, it's the same premise. It really is. I mean, it's just foolishness of man. Just believe yeah. God's word. Let Him be the yeah. gardener, and you be the worshiper. Yeah. Amen. Amen. All right, let's get into some good news before we get into our uh, look forwards and backwards. Yes. Uh, this is from Christian Post. U version names the 2022 Bible verse of the year. How apropos. Yeah, what's interesting to me is that somehow I erased that article. I don't know why, but I remember enough of it to tell you this. Um, I will read it to Just you. a little bit. There's the sure. first, but I remember what I was going to point out. But go ahead. Somehow I erased it by accident. I don't well, know where it it's, is. Uh, the, the verse of the year is Isaiah 41.10, yes. uh, which preaches about God's divine protection and says, Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Yes, and I remember what it was. It struck me about that article. They're okay. seeing they're seeing an explosion of people searching that verse. That's the verse of the year because it's the verse most being searched out by all these troubled spots around the world. Interesting. Yes, it is because here's what the Bible says. And the reference I used there was to where David, there in the Psalms, I think it was Psalm, uh, again, since I erased it, 116, 27 or something. I forget the exact, it's maybe there on your sheet for the people. But either way, it'll be on our webpage if it's not there. David said, before I was afflicted, I went astray. Psalm 119.67. There you go. And he says, before I was afflicted, I went astray. But it was after the affliction drew David to God. What a beautiful picture that is, because as the world is now under affliction all over the planet, they're seeking out God, and they're seeking out scriptures that are driving them to God to get answers. So, yes, there's pain, but God uses the pain to drive people to him, and that is good news, because it brings the unbeliever to Christ. And so that truly is a good news story, because it shows the fruit that people are crying out to God. So I think that's just a great i mean i would never even have thought of looking yeah. at that statistic i'm glad they did that yeah. that's awesome it is all right pastor mark you've got the number of man in minutes yes to i got talk. time i've got yes. time this is good hey <laughs> as we finish the year guys i wanted to look at a couple things looking back at the past year and then looking at the coming year to give you guys some things of what we saw happen last year and then what i think we need to be watching for in the coming year and first of all it's very interesting to me um, that they're already talking about doing some of the same things in the coming year that we've done the last two years, uh, whether it be shots, lockdowns, masks, etc. But let me just remind you of the science. Now, this is where they call it misinformation, but these are facts, and they're the ones that are giving the misinformation. They're the ones twisting it. Here's what we know are the facts, and I have, we have stacks of articles from studies like the Brownstone Institute, I mean, reputable studies uh, from, from universities, John Hopkins, Brownstone, you name it, even using CDC and their own, uh, uh, the WHO and their own papers or whatever. Here's what we know. We know that the shots did zero to stop COVID. They, they didn't stop it at all, and they finally had to admit it doesn't stop COVID, and they try to say, but it keeps you from more serious things. That has not been proven. As a matter of fact, there are a lot of articles that show the reverse of that. So I'm not going to get into that other than saying, number one, we've seen that the shots were a failure. Number two, according to the Brownstone Institute, the masks were a mass failure the last couple of years. Everywhere now, statistically, after two years of study, they can look and say that everywhere that they most wore the mask, they had the greatest level, a greatest level of death and the greatest level of disease, people getting sick. And the reason is, they, they postulate the reason being is that the masks become contaminated and you keep putting them on, et cetera. So the shots were a failure, the masks were a failure, and the lockdowns have been a massive failure as well. We now know that our children have fallen behind in their education. Suicide rate has gone up. Drug and alcohol abuse has gone up. All facts statistically that we can prove. And again, we have stacks of articles. Go to our webpage, and I can send you to other websites for things from different institutes to show you these studies. But why am I saying this? That was man's best effort to try to solve a problem, okay, that it would almost appear man-created is what it's looking like. But the reality is, Greg, they're talking about doing that again. Already the talk is bring masks back, bring more shots in, lock people down again. 
even though they were a massive failure, and we can show by the science and the facts, they were all massive failures. They're going to call us the ones giving out misinformation, which is a lie. We're speaking the truth. They're speaking the lies. But but because they've convinced people of this, I'm afraid that everybody's going to accept these things again. So that's looking at the past, but also looking to the future. Understand that language is already beginning to bring masks back, to bring back lockdowns, to bring to add more shots when it's not doing anything but making everything worse. So I'm not trying to discourage you. I'm trying to say, look, you need to get the word out there. You need to get these articles in your hand. Either go to our webpage. Uh, Dell Big Tree has some great stacks of scientific articles, well-documented, well-footnoted, called The High Wire. You can go there. It's a great resource if you're looking for other articles. Yeah, that would be easier because our articles are associated with each episode. So okay. they can't go out and search our to look for those things. Exactly, right. and have the article. I would just go to the High like Wire. Yeah. Del Bigtree, the High Wire, is the ex-CBS uh, uh, correspondent who does a fantastic job on just nothing but the facts and science and all the institutions. He puts these articles together. They're all reputable. I'm talking about just, you know, these, these major institutes, John Hopkins, the Brownstone Institute, all this, and it shows all the stuff I just told you. The failure of the masks, the failure of the lockdowns, the failure of the shots. And you need to be equipped on that so that you can encourage other people around you when they try to bring this stuff back to stop it and say, no, it made things worse. Do not do this. But now in the coming year, I want you to be watching something else. Here's what to be watching for apart from that. Uh, the, the immediate disappearance of millions of people. That's right, the rapture of the church. But this election in Israel, guys, <laughs> I want you to be aware of something you may not be aware of unless you really look kind of from the, the minutiae behind, you know, uh, the, 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 behind the scene. But Netanyahu just got reelected as the prime minister of Israel. And in order to do it, he had to link up. Their, their government's very different from ours. We just vote and somebody's in there. Yes. They have to go get different groups, multiple groups to come on board. And whoever gets the most groups on their side, if you win the election, then you get the most groups. Both those things have to happen. You become the prime minister. If you win the election and can't get all those groups on your side, they have another election. You didn't win. He had to go to the very, very conservative Zionists. Talk about politicking here's the bottom line greg though he had to go to the guys that said we want to make all of the land of israel israel we don't want it we're going to be do we're going to follow the bible he had to go and link with these groups and make promises to them before he could have them come on board so he could be prime minister why is this extremely antagonistic to the world because the world is saying don't you dare take any more property don't you dare annex you know what they call the west bank now yes. he had to make agreements with people to say we're going to make that israel that'll no longer be the west bank's gonna be israel well if this happens the world's going to explode <laughs> the eu is going to be furious they want a palestinian state more like um, satan's going to world explode. economic forum's going to explode yeah so look at this He's going to have to follow through on some promises to make his people happier. He's going to lose his prime ministership. But if he does, the world's going to explode and want to destroy Israel all the more, which means more pressure on the Jews, which could lead to the attack of Russia and others coming in against them. I mean, keep your eye yeah. on this, because this is going to be um, a, a push for a more a world unification against the nation of Israel. OK, so be watching that government and the pressure that's turning up on the world. I guess Netanyahu is he has all those people saying, hey, you promised we're on your team. We better do this. And that's why we talked about Saudi Arabia heard about it. And they said, wait, wait, we'll be we'll help you if you want to annex that. He's got to follow through on some of these things or he's in big trouble. So be yeah. watching for more pressure on Israel, leading to the world turning against Israel. Last day, Zechariah chapter 12. And the last thing I want to encourage our, our listeners out there is, look, I understand as we watch the last days approaching, things are going to get worse. They just are until they get better. But it's going to be wonderful when the Lord comes back. You've got to have the contractions it, before the, you have yeah, the baby. It's birth pains, yeah. But I know the temptation to pull away and hide. I know the temptation to build a bunker, have your own garden, have all your weapons. Look, there's nothing wrong in having your own garden. There's nothing wrong in weapons. There's nothing wrong in pulling away from a lot of society. But here's what I want to encourage you on. To the Christian. Yes, to the Christian. Use to the Christian. Use balance here because here's the thing. God did not call us to pull away and hide in the last days. He didn't say pull away, hide, protect yourself. He said, You get out there in the middle of the world and you be a light to the world. We need to be right in the middle of the world, the closer Jesus gets back. We don't need to be pulling away. We need to be pushing in and saying, Jesus is Lord. You need to be saved. You need to repent. Here's your hope. God will provide our needs. So I guess I'm just encouraging. Look, balance. Yes, set aside some food. Yes, take care of your family. Yes, there's nothing wrong in all that. So those of you guys that do that out there, I'm not against that. I'm saying 
Don't become a recluse that hides from the world thinking, I've got to survive the Great Tribulation. No, you need to be right in the middle of the Great... Well, you, hopefully you'll yeah. be gone in the rapture. But you need to be right in the middle of what happens before the Great Tribulation, leading people to Christ. In the middle of an oppressive one-world government, Jesus sent his disciples out into the world to preach the good news. There you go. There you go. When Rome was ruling the world, when, he sent them into the... Now, we, guys, we got to do the same thing. Yeah. Take care of your family. Use wisdom. Yeah. But don't hide. Let's get out there and preach the gospel. We'll see you back next Friday at 1.30 in the year 2023 as we look at more Signs of the Times right here on WIAM.